Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Creators Block Podcast. And if you're new, welcome. This podcast is about speaking to creators of all shapes and sizes. So if you haven't listened to other episodes, other perspectives, um, I essentially have creatives come on and essentially tell their story. Very interesting to hear different perspectives. But on this episode, we have a very, very special guest. Her name is Monica Adams. Um, she's such an awesome person and it was a pleasure sitting down at her studio and speaking to her about you know just letting just letting me know what her story is about and to describe monica she is a very insightful and positive person um you just sense a good vibe around her and when the, even the first time meeting her she i sensed a very good aura around her and it, i just knew she meant well and she's a good person but to get into specifics, um, she is an NLP life coach, meditation guide, and a certified vibe creator. Uh, we'll get into what an NLP life coach is, so don't worry about that for now. But she's also CEO of several companies, which we'll get into more detail. And one of them is the Radiance Festival, which I actually went to back in August. And it was a very fun experience. It was very different. I've never been to something like that before. But you guys should definitely check that out if you're from New Jersey because it's the biggest conscious music festival in New Jersey, actually. So that will be a fun experience for you guys. She's also CEO of the Montclair Zen Studio, which is a meditation studio and a Zen social space. They actually just opened up, up in Montclair, New Jersey. If you're from Jersey, you'll know what that is. And we go into detail as far as what her plans are and what her vision is for that studio as far as other things. So if you get the chance, you guys should definitely check that out. I'm sure you guys would enjoy it. And if she's not doing any of those, she's probably out roaming around soaking up nature in some local park or mountain or something. <laughs> but um, it was a pleasure speaking to Monica and it was a fun time. And I hope you guys enjoy this podcast as much as I did. Also, lastly, if you didn't know, there is a timeline in the description. So if you want to go ahead and reach specific topics, you can go ahead and find it. So now here's the podcast. Okay, really quick, right before we start, I actually just wanted to give a shout out to our sponsor, Creators Block. Now, Creators Block is how we get the Creators Block podcast up and running. So what Creators Block is, it's a platform for creatives to come and tell their story whether it's through merch, short films, or even this podcast. Creatives can come and express themselves and let everyone know what their vision is. And if you want to learn more, visit creatorsblock.com without the K at the end. And here's the podcast. I think I started recording already. Okay. So Can we take three deep breaths together? Sure, actually. I've okay. never actually made time for that, to be honest, if I'm being honest with you. but All morning? In general, actually. Oh, okay. I just, so this feels interesting. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah, we'll uncross our legs and our arms. Close our eyes. We take a deep inhale from our nose. We hold it at the top. And let it out. With a clear intention that today's podcast serve whoever is called to listen to it and that we be vessels for truth, love, 
and connection. That felt nice. Thank you for that. You're welcome. So, Monica, um, I appreciate you coming. Thank you. Or me going here. Yeah. Actually. Welcome. We're here in your studio that isn't open yet, right? No, it's totally behind the scenes. Nice. The unveiling has not happened yet. Not yet. But, but super soon. Super excited. I'm very grateful for being here. Thank you. Yeah. I'm grateful you're here, too. So, Monica, tell us about yourself. Like, what's your full government name? <laughs> <laughs> full government name is Monica Lisba Adams. Lisba Adams. Yeah. What is that? Like, um, ethnicity-wise? So, um, my father's Italian and my mother's Colombian. And oh, I'm nice. American. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't have a middle name, so mine is just Elvis Rios. Well, your first name's super unique. Yeah, I got lucky with that. Yeah. I used to hate it, though. Really? When I was a kid. Um, what did just, you want your name to be? Did you have, like, an, another name that yeah, you like, why was, didn't you name was, me Eric or something? It was so generic. It was, like, Jason or, like, uh, or like Jonathan. I don't know, something like that. <laughs> but because all my friends had, like, that name. Yeah. And several of them had the same type of name. So I felt, like, left out. I'm just like, damn. I'm like... I need to like, I wish I had a different name or at least a middle name, you know, like just to switch up whenever mm. I want. But over the years, you know, you grow to like it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. How, what do you exactly, so, what do you do? Sure. I am a meditation guide. I am a business owner, Montclair Zen Studio. So it's a meditation center. And way more than that, I really call it a Zen social space. Ooh. I love bringing people together. I love talking about consciousness, spirituality, science, mindset, psychology, all of it. So that's about me. And I'm also a transformational coach. So I have um, private clients that I see and it's a lot of fun. What, what, what is transformation coach, if you don't mind me asking? So I studied something called NLP, which basically... Um, to just give like the the shortcut version of what that actually is is like going into your subconscious mind and being able to rewire some of the stories and beliefs that we have that might not be serving us and we all have them literally yeah. mm -hmm. um i remember seeing a quote it was like something like that what you don't solve in your subconscious you would relive yeah. over and over again and think it's fate yeah our subconscious mind is running the show so often yeah, like so often and so what i always say is that you know it's been proven now that our our fundamental core beliefs mm -hmm. are set in stone basically by the time you're eight years old so you're a sponge you're in um what's known as a theta state of level of consciousness when you're a kid okay so you're like a sponge so like everything your mom and dad does and like soaking up everything like yeah. what you watch on tv like what you just learn about the world and then that's your blueprint for the rest of your life and some things can be really helpful and effective for your life and then some um beliefs that we pick up might not be and so I always say, like the example I give, it's like if you were seven years old and you were told to pack a bag for the rest of your life, what would you pack? Oh, and wow. that's your subconscious mind. Oh, wow. Yeah. And seeing like, is that really effective? Like I would have packed like Power Rangers DVD and like <laughs> <laughs> definitely not enough underwear and, you know, the essentials. So, yeah. So in like our life, we have these different beliefs 
that could be serving us and could be not serving us. So I help people take a look at their beliefs and um, and rewire them. And not all of it is from when you're seven. Some of it is like you had this identity when you were seven or a way that the world worked, quote unquote, when you're seven. And you perpetually found it throughout your adult life. So you're dating someone, you're dating different people with the same pattern. Hmm. Or yeah, you're going after the same job and you're like, I don't even like this job. Why am I doing this? Because there's a belief like down deep. I always say that like it's just people, people always, um, I mean, when you see like, uh, people on, if you go on twitter long enough you see a bunch of rants you know so yeah. like i try not to even like pay attention to that because you could get lost into like that, that void. Sure. um and everyone's just like oh girls ain't anything guys ain't shit like stuff like that and i'm just like you you gotta change yourself you know like that seems like you're going around the same type of people mm-hmm. so i i think that's and very it's all important. internal like Super every internal. fault or every judgment we make about other people it's like not about them at all. It's, it's what's in you that's making you feel triggered. Like they're not, they're triggering you, but they're not triggering you. And it's interesting how that works because it, it is like if you want people to treat you better, you literally have to give out so much more for them to like be. That's a belief. No, that's true. <laughs> that is a belief. Hmm. It's very incestuous. So how did you get into this? Like, and. Ooh. Well, I honestly was always into personal development, spirituality, like seriously, like from the get. I remember being, you're from this area, so you'll appreciate this story, like Clifton Commons. Yes. So everyone went to Clifton Commons and for any listeners that aren't familiar with that area, it's like a huge complex where there's like, there's a Starbucks, there's a Barnes and Nobles, there's the movie theater, there's the Applebee's. It's like where you go in like your preteen years and like high school a little bit, always packed. And it's always like the movies or like Applebee's, but I was always at Barnes and Nobles and I always loved like the self-help section and like the new age section. Really? Like I lived there. So I was always into it. And then, um, really found more of like I guess you could say really found NLP really found like more of like my teachers and mentors um after I followed Tony Robbins and went to one of his seminars and I was like what does this man know because whatever he knows I want to know and I found out a lot of what he does is based in NLP so then I studied that with two amazing teachers then studied meditation and like just kept going down the rabbit hole do you remember (laughs) the first time you um actually looked up that in Barnes and Noble or you said you've always been my friend told me about it so I went to a Tony Robbins event and somehow I got on the screen and like oh really yeah (laughs) and uh, like an old friend from high school like texted me he's like oh my gosh you're here too and I was like yeah so we met up on one of the breaks and he and uh we were just talking and he was like yeah it's like what he's doing is called NLP and I had no idea what that is and when even when you look it up it's neuro-linguistics programming practitioner it's like what the it it just sounds a lot more complicated sounds so complicated and there's certifications you can get in like a weekend. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, like I really want to learn this. So I went to NLP Center of New York and I studied under Rachel Hot, Stephen Lean, who are amazing people. If you're going to study NLP, I highly recommend them. And studied with them for about six months. And oh, wow. had cl- you have to have like actual clients. You have to actually work on people. People work on you. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. So like you actually are learning it. So I loved it and I became obsessed. So um, I guess this is a brief description in your own words. Um, I guess- Mind hacker. Mind hacker. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah, it's like for for simple minds like me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, that's interesting. That's really yeah. that's really crazy. Cause that's cool. Y- how you said you've always been into it, because that's I feel like more recently has become more of like a trend and like a movement, and 
it's nice that to see that because I, I felt like I've never actually understood um, why I felt certain ways mm. and why I've always been pretty content with my life. And I've never went through like a dark kind of time and everything. I mean, everyone has like their their downfalls and stuff. They're, yeah. like, they're like bad times. So I can't even I can't even say that, you know, mm-hmm. but um. Well, it's probably coming. So I've always (laughs) (laughs) you get time. (laughs) No, but I think I think it's perspective, though, because I mean, when I was in in junior when I was a junior, um, my apartment burned down. Wow. And we literally lost everything. Wow. But to me, when that happened, I was just like, oh, good. We could start all over again because my Mm. family, my family was out. My family, my family was safe. They were all working. And then in my earlier years, when I was like eight or nine, um, I was always around like gang violence and stuff. So it's just like. I've always felt like the need because um, it was more like my family was like part of it and stuff. Right. And my mom would always like be crying or something. So like I was just like, I mean, I can't be crying. I have to help my mom. Hmm. So I've always been kind of like there and, you know, the positive on it and stuff. And I had never understood why. And I have always just felt like, oh, damn, I'm going to need something bad to happen to me for me to like feel good or something. But uh. it's not it's not true. I think it's just perspective. I agree. So. I like that. I like the way you, you put that. And like, wow. Like, yeah, I mean, like I said, everyone has their downfalls, but like me, my house burning down. Yeah, that's huge. It, it's huge for a lot of people and it scars them for life. But um, for me, I didn't feel like as intense for hours. Like I said, I felt like I could start all over. There's a lot of negative energy there, a lot mm. of everything. We were like, we weren't going to move now anytime soon. I lived there my whole entire life. Wow. So I was there until like 17. And so then, it was like you took it as like a blessing in disguise. Yeah, I was just like, finally, I'm like, we can move out. Because my parents weren't going to move out. I guess they wow. got comfortable there. And um, it, it's crazy. It, it is crazy how, like, I thought that way. And I never really thought of it in that way. And people were saying, like, what the hell? Like, your husband, like, it's crazy. And I'm just like, I mean, it's fine. Like, I mean, we weren't hurt. Wow, that's beautiful. We weren't like, hurt. We were okay. Kudos. That's Thank amazing. <laughs> I love that. But, yeah, like I said, to me, it's not much to think about. It's just... I agree with you. I think a lot of it is perspective. A lot of the work that I do is just helping people choose a different perspective. That's so nice that you're into that because I feel like a lot of people have to learn how to hack their subconscious mind in that sense because it is difficult when it's engraved in you, like how you Mm -hmm. said, from an early age. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's a choice too. It really is a choice to, to choose which one are you going to be a victim and be like my house burned down my life is in shambles what am i going to do yes, or be like yes. wow like we can start over we can get out of here that victim mentality is it's so easy to do mm-hmm. and i guess it is difficult to kind of get out of that i think it's like part of our society and our culture mm-hmm. and we're addicted to it yeah yeah it's like that whole misery loves company thing yeah misery loves company and there's something about it like we all know what to do like you know if you're feeling you know a lower vibration like get up dance work out like you we can literally like drug ourselves through our own body (laughs) (laughs) like what a freaking gift but we won't do it call a friend no like yeah. you know we won't do it and it's just like there's a part of us that actually likes it there's a part of us that's addicted to it and that to me is like another thing to even look at because it's like that's crazy that's deep you know why are we addicted to our misery yeah, it's like why would you want to feel that way like mm-hmm. you know when people get into that trend of listening to sad songs a lot like for oh a long yeah time? i actually st- <laughs> i always listen to emo music i'm not gonna lie <laughs> love it really were you- i'm not <laughs> But you don't think of it in that way. That you just like the music. No, I just love it. Yeah, and it brings me back. 
to like when I was yeah, like 15 and, and like, I, you know, just walk in and like hang in. Yeah. So it's like I associate with like good memories. I don't take it to heart. That's really good. Yeah. That's good. So um, what are you currently up to right now? Like as far as current projects? Yeah. So opening up the Montclair Zen Studio, Montclair which Zen is Studio. a lifelong dream of mine. I've always, 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 if you talked to me five years ago and you were like, Monica, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And I tell you, one day I'm going to have a studio and it's going to be like a little shop. You could buy some like incense and crystals. And then it's just going to be classes and workshops and events. That's what I love to do. Literally was born to do this. So it's finally here and we're sitting in it and it's surreal. I know it's it's amazing. I, I like the place a lot. Thank it's you. Really, it's nice and cozy and it's big <laughs> enough to like do a bunch of stuff. Amazing. I mean, everyone's going to see like how it is eventually, but. It's awesome that you say that and it's not finished yet. That makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. There's some things to do, but like honestly, like there's um pretty much what you're seeing is like just, you know, just fine tuning it. But I'm really excited for these doors to open, to welcome people. And like for people too, like my biggest thing, it's like it's really about community for me. It's never about me. It's always about we. So I'm also excited for like the friendships that are going to come out of here. Maybe the rela love relationships, maybe the business opportunities, like the things that will grow from this seed being planted for other people that like that fuels me. Feels, yeah. yeah. My my definition of success is how many connections are made through me. That's that's really interesting that you say that because I've, I've always felt that way too. I've always liked connecting with people. And um, one of the reasons why I did want to start a podcast because I feel like it's the only way for me to like, I mean, these are conversations I would normally have with people anyway. Mm -hmm. And I kind of figured that if we just record it, might, you know, might as yeah. well. But, and it's an excuse sometimes to like, to like talk to people you want to talk to. Exactly. You're like, hey, want to do a podcast? And everyone's like, sure, that sounds fun. <laughs> So let's talk about the festival because that's where okay. I met you. Sure. Um, it's the Radiance Festival, right? Yes. Yep. So founded Conscious Music Festival in New Jersey called the Radiance Festival. How long has it been up? Honestly, not that long. So really? we just had the one you came to in August was the third one. But we've only been around for about a year and really? change. Yeah. So we had two in the first year. Um, and then we st last June was our first festival. Oh, and wow. then we had one again in October, so a few months later. How did that come about? Like when you started Radiance first started planning? Yeah. So honestly, it was like the call was sent out, and you know, me and Justin answered it, which is really? the other co-founder. Mm -hmm. And you guys just started yeah. planning it and seeing how. Yeah, it happened super organically and just so from like a beautiful place. So me and him met um, through a conference through an entrepreneurship conference and then just became friends. And then he came to one of my workshops, um, one of my meditation workshops. And then we became friends. And one day we're hanging out at a friend's house and he was in the kitchen talking to someone and I was in the living room talking to someone. And we were both literally describing a, a like I was describing an outdoor fun event where it's like all about like meditation and consciousness. We could I could bring all my friends together that are doing amazing things in their zone of genius. And he's he's a music producer and D and a DJ and mm -hmm. audio engineer. So he was in the kitchen talking about like, yeah, I've always like pictured like doing like like 
having like a awesome place where like there's music but it's also just like a vibe for your like spirituality and things like that and oh, then wow. yeah and then like later on in that night our friend like host that we were um hanging out at hosted like a meditation and then we did a share after and like we literally were describing the same thing when we were doing the share so we just looked at each other and we're just like so i guess we're doing this oh wow yeah and like literally set a date um and moved forward and just did it so when you set the date, did you have anything pre-planned already or you just like <laughs> values? I always start every company or any project I do with um, what are our values? So no matter what, we know we're not going to waver from these three. And no matter what action or decision we come up against, if it doesn't meet these three, then it's a no. Hmm. So we came up with our, our three values are self-expression, deep connection and transformation. Have you ever planned an event before like that? Oh, yeah. So that's how we met was through um, all because like even leading up to the studio, leading up to the festival, I've always done meditation workshops, classes oh, wow. and events. So, yeah, we met through events. So your first um, meditation workshop, how mm -hmm. did you feel when you first started? Oh, I was so nervous. Yeah, I can remember it like it was yesterday. I was so, so nervous. Can you describe it? Like how did, and like, how did it go? I, I, I definitely have it filmed somewhere, but like, oh, that's yeah, so I was definitely in my head and <laughs> don't be in your head when you're going to talk, be in your heart. Oh my God. I was so in my head. I was like, oh, these are the things I want to say. It ended up being a great event, but like I've definitely grown. Um, <laughs> definitely. What so. advice would you give yourself if you were to do? I would probably just tell myself you got this. Like, and like just be present and in your heart. And that's like a secret for anybody anytime they're speaking is like you can rehearse, you can have your bullet points, you can have everything that you want to say, but you will never be able to predict predict the now moment when you're yeah. actually up there. And that's the beauty. Yeah, so like someone's gonna crack a joke or someone's gonna do you know what I mean? And it's just gonna be in the now and you're just naturally gonna know how to be. We know how to talk. You know, we know. And and just be in your heart and feel the energy of the room and you'll go far. I feel like with the with the public speaking part when you're in front of a crowd, mm -hmm. um, I feel like people overthink it because they make it seem like, oh, damn, I, I've never. Uh, they, they, it's almost like they've never talked before. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because they lump everyone together and you just see like a blob or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I've always felt if because um, when I was younger, I never wanted to public speak in classrooms right like you know when they make you read whatever yes. project you have torture so i always took the zero for that uh, <laughs> i was uh, just like no i'm not gonna do it and now you have a podcast so. it was <laughs> <laughs> it's still one-on-ones though no but um i feel like what changed was this one high school project i had and it was i guess because i had it i had a choice on like what to talk about and when you talk about what you know and what you truly believe in that's when it comes like natural, you know? Bingo. And then I just have like a conversation with the audience. Not yeah. really uh not really like a more like a huge I don't know. Like I'm not I'm not right, a like a preacher yeah. on top of the stage. Yeah. Like, like I'm not a I preacher. Have the answers. It's like Yeah, it's just being with the people. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's when that's when everything got easier. Mm -hmm. I still I still get nervous, of course. Like if I was to go in a crowd of like a thousand, two thousand people or something. I don't know how I'd feel. Yeah. Like how you said, you don't predict yeah. it. Yeah, and it could also just be excitement, too. Like, speaking of perspective shift, it's like, is it nerves or are you just excited? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So when you, when you plan um, your events, um, I just want to know, like, there's a certain, certain message you want to portray, right? And if you want to kind of lump it all together, what is that overall message that you want to portray again? Unity. Unity? Mm-hmm. 
unity with other human beings, unity with our planet, unity with the animal kingdom, unity. Like there is just one consciousness and we're all a part of it and there's no separation. How do you plan on doing that again? You have you already have a few things set in motion. Mm -hmm. um, what are kind of like your future? Yeah, I think if the festival is a huge catalyst for this. The festival was really nice. Thanks. I was um, I've never been to something like that. Mm -hmm. And Voy mentioned it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, OK, like I'm gonna go. And Gary Mountain's really close to like where I live. So um, I ended up going with my brother and it was it was it was enjoyable. It was very it was a full vibe. I was actually really surprised because when we got there, everyone was like in a circle kind of thing. Oh, you got there during the meditation. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. I was like, this is crazy. Totally. So I think it's, um, I think we all instinctually know this and I think it's all part of our human nature. It's our natural state. Mm -hmm. You know, we just grew a society and now we have to change it up. And I think, I think we all know that at this point, and, yeah. you know, and I think uh, more and more people are willing to, and then just learning the how, how do I meditate? How do I have more empathy and compassion? How do I change my mindset? So this is, I think the studio is going to help people a lot with that and also give people the permission to be themselves and give people the permission to be compassionate, to connect and to shine. I think so many people are afraid to shine and like the best thing you could do for this planet and for consciousness and for the collective is be yourself and be happy what makes you happy do that please i'm begging you it'll help <laughs> please, us all like, ho hopefully. <laughs> oh wow so when um do you remember the first time you meditated yes yes i do how'd that happen holy smokes <laughs> <laughs> so trippy really? yeah so i studied under emily fletcher and i learned transcendental meditation was the first meditation i was introduced to what does that mean um it is it's a meditation method it's very popular it's um very popular amongst the celebrities actually so really? like oprah ellen degeneres um who's that one famous dude um uh hugh jackman hugh jackman oh. like yeah they all it's it's a very popular one it's also very expensive why? to learn hmm? is there a particular reason why it works. Mm. It works and you do it twice a day, every day. And uh, the first time I did it, I entered the void. I entered another dimension. Totally. How would you describe that? Empty. Really? Mm -hmm. Peaceful. And as soon as I like was there and I was like, wow, this is so nice. I don't want this to leave. I fell out of it. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that? I think because it was this ego of like, I want this. This is really good. And so I, sl I you just slip you just out. Like slip out. Oh, wow. Yeah. And how do you, uh, how, uh, I guess, describe the process to get into that state? Okay. So I can't describe the process because it's like a whole thing. But what I'll tell you is some of the like, like the gist of it, some of like the understanding of why, like, what the heck is a void? We think we live in a time space reality and we don't we live in a quantum dimensional reality so what that really means is that there's infinite possibilities and we're basically like we are oh oh whoops timer's up gotta go sorry guys catch us next time <laughs> <laughs> in this time space reality where do i pick that up from that was like i was in it okay so, the process. so yes so we think we live in a time space reality when we don't we live in a quantum dimension reality and 
so what that actually means is that we we could tap into the infinite. So what I was going to compare us to, kind it's kind of like we're living in the internet. <laughs> that makes and sense. And we that are, makes sense. we are that. a search, we are a result for a search engine. So like, there is like this infinite web, this infinite internet web that we're living in. And once we can like tap into what I'm talking about, tap into this field, this frequency, we enter a different layer of consciousness that can over, almost like overlook us and see like all those search engines results. I hope that makes sense. No, it, it, it does. Cause um, I mean, the internet's infinite. It's like infinite right. connection, infinite knowledge, infinite like, mm-hmm. there's not really a physical place for it. You don't know how it looks like. Yeah, you just just know it's there. We're mostly nothing. Yeah. So like that means something to me. Yeah. Like we're water and we're a little bit of matter, but like mostly nothing. And it's just combination kind of made us into this. I guess it's like each. uh, Forget what it is. Not cell, but like each. Like atom. Atom. Thank you. It's like mostly nothing. So that that's like whoa. That's huge to think about. It, and I feel people get so lost into um there's a whole like being woke kind of thing right but i feel like people get confused with it because they feel like you know there's a bigger picture like the universe and everything like that it's like yeah that that's true but you just focus on what what's around you you know like you have to focus on like your loved ones and people around here and people get confused with that thought saying that oh you know physical things don't matter all this doesn't matter the world doesn't matter like that because we're like nothing but i'm just yeah. like that's, that's it's funny because the word matter is even in that sentence. Does uh, it matter? But it, it is matter. Yeah, and I'm I'm like you can't think of it that way. You got you got to yeah. You know, you're still living in a physical world. Like yeah, you are I spiritual. I think like what yeah, to your point what I see is that people almost get hung up and I was like this. People get hung up on our humanness yeah. and almost wishing that not maybe wishing, but like on an unconscious level like wishing like oh like I just want to be in the infinite and I just want to be like whatever. Yeah. But it's such a blessing to be a human and be a physical body and and like be able to touch and move and have this physical reality. Like it's awesome. And we can create it from the non-physical, which is our thought. Like everything's created twice. First you think about it, and then the you create it. In the matter world. Yeah. So I think it's great. It's all wonderful. After you <laughs> did the meditation, um, how did you feel afterwards? Bugged out. Like what was that? <laughs> Where did I just go? And then yeah, it was it was it was very um, surreal for me. And then you know, and then after that, just being able to tap into that place, tap into this like infinite light, this place where it's just like he- heaven, you know? Oh wow! And it's you do that it's amazing. You do that how often? Um, I don't always get there, you know. I don't, mm. and my medit- I don't even really do transcendental meditation anymore. Because the practice just wasn't working for me anymore. And, you know, you change things up. But, yeah. So, I, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Yeah, because it's not something like you turn the faucet on and the water comes out. Sometimes yeah, you no, get there, like, sometimes you don't. Yeah, it's. it's I, I know what you mean. I, I've never actually sat and attempted to meditate, in all honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I don't, I don't know. I feel when I was, when I, I used to skateboard a lot. So, mm-hmm. that was like my, my past thing. And we would go through full days. So morning, morning sunrise to late sunset and just skate around the whole city, like New York or Hoboken. And this was when I was a teenager. Yeah. So throughout 
when there's in the middle of it, if I get really tired, I literally just like sit and I just don't think about anything. I just kind of like, I just sit and like let my mind rest because I feel like I can't think, I can't think of a new trick to do or like mm. I can't, I can't move or something. I'm just too tired and I'm awake throughout the full process. Like I'm aware of what's going on around me, but I'm just almost like shut down in a way. Yeah. And I feel like that was my form of meditation when yeah. I was like there because nothing happened. Yeah, you like surrendered. Mind. Yeah. Yeah, it it's just... totally meditative. Absolutely. Oh, wow. So wh what else do you do now? Like um, as far as I actually want to get into your morning routines. Oh, cool. Okay. What do you do as a morning routine? Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything specific though? Like something you do every day? Um, it's, it definitely, like the, sometimes the intention changes, whatever it is, um, that I'm going through. Um, and right now it's self-love and really being in a relationship with myself. So this sounds corny, but I hold my hand in the morning. <laughs> how, wait, how? Like <clears throat> yeah, you just like, as if you're like praying, like I hold my hand, oh, okay, but it's like okay. intentional. Like I'm holding my hand because I really want to have a relationship with myself. And that sounds so weird and so it's corny. Not, it's not, it's not. And it is so weird and it is so corny, but like it makes me feel good, you know? As long as it makes you feel good, honestly. Yeah, it's reason enough for me. Um, and then morning routine. Okay, so I think it's really important to have movement, especially um, dance. So for me, it's dancing. And especially, I think this is valid for everybody, but especially women is dancing because we have a, a larger capacity for emotions and we we're more we just tend to be a little bit more empathic and empathetic and take other people's emotions with us which is more emotional and we store that in our bodies unconsciously so through dance and through movement you like, can release it and it's not like even you're not even thinking about it you're just dancing having fun and you are releasing things so dancing for me is key i think movement is medicine and getting your heart rate up and like i mentioned before our bodies we can drug ourselves through our bodies we could give ourselves dopamine and serotonin that's huge we should take advantage of that. Yeah, that's 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 crazy too like it's just, you can drug your body totally Literally. and i don't always do like full body workouts but yeah. I, i'll do like burpees some crunches and dancing and that just lights me up as long as your heart's pumping yeah i feel like you just yeah that's all it is the blood flow everything's moving totally it's like an engine yeah know? um then i meditate so i meditate and how long um ideally 20 minutes ideally okay yeah and then I take a shower. And then even in my shower, like, I'm super intentional. And, like, throughout my morning routine, like, there's things that I think people get hung up on, like, oh, morning routine or, like, oh, like, self-love. Like, how, what is that? What do I got to do? And it's just, like, do the things you always do with the intention of loving yourself or with the intention, whatever intention you're holding. So, like, you always shower. You always brush your teeth. You always do your hair. You always do your makeup. You always put on essential oils. You always dress yourself like with whatever outfit you want to wear for that day. And instead of just going through it mindlessly, go through it mindfully. So for me, it's like I'm doing the, I'm doing my hair because I love me. I'm doing my makeup because I love me. I'm choosing this outfit because I like it and I love me. I'm putting on this essential oil because I love me. And not making it anything other than that, that is a ritual that you can start doing that you That's already do, true. but you're yeah. just now you're adding that intention and it changes the game. That's very true. Cause that is very that's it's common. Everyone has a routine, whether they know it or not. Totally. And just being conscious of that routine changes everything. Yeah. Oh. Oh wow, that's different. So, um, do you almost have you? Do you ever change it up, or is is it always been? Has it been I, like yeah, that? Yeah, I change it up all the time. I'm an air sign, so like it's. 
<laughs> you have to constantly move? I constantly, no, I just, I, I really like, um, I like uncertainty. I like, I like adventure. I like things different. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I like, especially now that the weather is nice where we live, like I like being outside. I'll do yoga outside. I try to get outside as much as I can too. What's like your favorite season in general? Um, it used to be fall. Now it's totally summer. I just love the heat. <laughs> I love the heat. Like fall is super dope. Fall like I like the nice. vibe of fall. Like vibe of fall with the weather of summer would be the most ideal for me. Yeah, the the fall vibe is it's like I don't know. It just it's just cool. It, it, all the Something leaves like about different it. colors. Yeah, and different colors. It's like cozy, and you have like your pumpkins. Halloween is so cool. Like it's just a cool vibe, you know. Yeah. But like I like I like the heat. I like being really warm. Who would you say um, is one of your biggest influences? Oh, I really love Dr. Joe Dispenza, Greg Braden, Marianne Williamson. And why? Wayne Dyer. Um, Because they really infuse science and spirituality, which I love. Because I think our human um, logical mind needs to understand. We really do. And once we can understand like the quote unquote science, we can tap into our spirit more because we finally settle our mind with all the questions and doubts. Yeah, like justifying and everything. Yeah. Because like uh, as much as I love um, just having faith and believing, there's a part, I'm human. Like I like to know the why, how, why, you know? So they all touch on that, especially, um, especially Greg. Right and you try to do that whenever um, you t- you teach people. Yeah, I really do because doing this for for almost five years now, like we need that. People need that. People need to know the facts as to like why are there benefits? Why should I do this? What's happening to my brain? What do you mean consciousness? Like explaining all of that really helps people, and then they can finally tap into their heart, where it's like all the magic happens. That's true. Yeah, you're right because people naturally do just doubt. Yeah. And- human nature yeah and that's normal and just explaining that you're just like oh like okay mm-hmm. now i'm gonna surrender to it especially you know? where we live i think i don't know yeah. maybe it's just my own b- background and bringing but it's just like to me i like kind of grew up with this idea is like everything's a scam or it's too good to be true or you and know what you, i mean read read here right like in mm-hmm. so here is montclair bloomfield area. i grew up in belleville in my belleville. dad's italian so like to him like everything's <laughs> a scam <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense though. though. I mean, we live in a weird area though because this is this is like still an extension of like New York For in a sure. way. Yeah. And I forget that the rest of Jersey is very rural. And Yeah, you're right. We do live in a specific area of New Jersey. Yeah. I'm glad you made that distinction. And it's like northeast and below New Jersey of that west of that east yeah, coast though. It's just yeah. beach. Yeah, we and don't, then doesn't, doesn't, yeah, it's so different. Past that is just rural, and every yeah. time I go past like a certain city, I'm just like, "Is this New Jersey?" Like, I'm just like, "This is strange." Yeah, you're so right. And so we're like the last borough of New York. Yeah, literally, literally, like, and it's becoming so populated now. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's mm-hmm. such a small state. But um, all right, who would you want to actually work with? Like, who would you want to collaborate with? Who would you want to do projects with? Um, the first person that comes to mind actually is Sahara Rose on Instagram. Like all the people I mentioned, of course, Mm -hmm. like obviously I would love to work with them, but I'm going to say Sahara Rose because I think I will work with her soon and uh, I really love her and I just want to give her a shout out because I didn't mention her before because she's really (laughs) awesome and she's, um, what would you want to do? Like, do you have a, 
Um, a goddess circle, like a woman's circle with her. Yeah, she's starting a something called the goddess um challenge and I just really like her energy and her vibe. And um I think especially here there's a lot of um sister wounds, I like call them in like that's what we call them in the industry, but like just like What is you a know, sister wound? Really it's just like um like women n- like just growing women relationships like there's a really importance of having like female relationships and i know i've had tons of falling out with friends um and there's like this culture where kind of women you know i think we're craving to have each other as friends again um and i could go into whole rant about that but (laughs) (laughs) i won't no um, I think okay. Here's the thing. Here's yeah. what I think. I think that because we live in we've lived in a society where men have more seats at the table, and there's only one seat at the table for women usually, like or Naturally. less. Yeah, you I know, mean, in the society instead of women being like let's until recently, instead of women being like let's all fight, so there's more tables. We all fought each other for that one seat, mm. and it happens in it happens in work. It happened in relationships, like with men. Like there's a lot of just cattiness that happens, or like we get jealous of other women like oh my god she looks good what does that mean about me like oh you know what i mean like there's the there's these insecurities that are underlying and i think it's unconscious and i think it happened to us because we are so much trying to be equals and it's and so we actually uh turned against each other a little bit that's an interesting thought that's that i feel like that makes sense though Mm -hmm. because you're right it's always been limited for women and it wasn't until recently when it's just started yeah, and I think women think we have to have it all together. And instead of being like, girl, I don't know. <laughs> like, <chill. laughs> how are you doing this? Because I'm fucking not, you know? <laughs> we all just try to act like we have it together and it's hurting us. And I think it's like time for us to all come together and be like, what are your secrets? Okay, this is what I do. Like, well, how do you deal with this? Oh, this is what I've done. Or like, I don't know. Let's figure this out together. How would you, um, I guess, because this is mostly like, I usually try to go into the creative mind of people, you know? Oh, cool. So how would you describe yourself as a creative? And like, how do you implement that? I love creativity. I think creativity is such a vital... uh, I don't even know if to call it a a value. It's really a verb. Um, And I think it's just like... It's such a beautiful thing as humans that we can be creators and we can be creative. And that's life. That's the life force. So is. Um, I like uh, my creativity really comes through like through events and gathering people like I love to set a vibe I love to make people feel at home I love to have like delicious food and like for the place to smell good and for you to feel welcomed and for you to feel like you know like dope like this is what I've been searching for and for there to be like like um like an agenda but like even that word doesn't fit right you know yeah. like more of just like a flow that's just like oh like we're doing this now and we're gonna it's meditate like, and now we're dancing and now we're now we're sharing and like that to me like i have a natural instinct of um how events work and how i want people to feel and what i want them to leave with and i'm just really good at creating that space have you always considered yourself as a creative uh, hmm. no i think i embraced it more as i got older yeah yeah did you ever like, did you ever think you weren't at a certain point? That I wasn't? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because I think of the word artist. Mm-hmm. And of, like, when you think of artist, you think of someone who paints. I live with an artist. She literally paints. You know, oh, nice. she, yeah, she's incredible. So you think of that when you hear of creativity or you think of artists. And really, like, we're all artists in different ways. You know, we're all artists. So I embrace that now and don't take it as literal as like someone who actually paints or draws, but an artist of events, an artist of like. It's all, it's all, all art. Kinds. It's all art. Even business is art, you know. How, however, like especially like business owners, like however, you know, you're, you're sometimes you're limited in resources and you have to figure out a way how to actually maneuver and get what you want yeah. based on that. So totally be creative about it. And it, I've I've never considered myself as a creative actually. It wasn't more until like recently that I did, mm. and it was because of that reason because I did I wasn't into like the arts, music, and stuff like that. But um, but I figured that. You know, naturally, people people are just creative. You have to be, yeah, in order to maneuver around. Yeah, I agree. That's nice. So mm-hmm. it's very interesting. Um, all right, I want to get into. Have you ever had like? So this this podcast is called Creators Block, and there's a reason why it was called Creators Block. Uh-oh. I had an actual creative block. Oh. So, I want to know: Have you ever had like a creative block when trying to implement? Like either whether it's a festival or when it comes to kind of like talking to a crowd or something like have you ever gotten like stuck on how to portray your message? Sometimes I still get stuck because I live in this world where it's definitely become more mainstream. And when I started four or five years ago, it wasn't as mainstream as it is today. So it was it was tougher when I started out and I and I give so much homage to the people that were even before me who trailblazed this. Um, but I still get stuck and I still, you know, just recently, um, got a testimonial from a past client of mine and, um, in it, she, she said some so amazing, beautiful things about me. You know, yeah. you're, you're the best coach. I'm so grateful for you. You changed my life. Da, 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 da. And then she's like, you know, when I was looking for someone, I wanted someone NLP certified. I wanted someone spiritual and I wanted someone woo woo. Woo woo. And I was like, and um, one of my advisors was like, woo-woo, is that how you want your brand to be portrayed? That's where there's this creative block. And I got a video idea that I want to create about the word woo-woo. And I think that's where I get blocked because I really want people to understand that I know science. I know what's going in your mind. I know the brain waves that are happening to your to you when you're meditating i understand your subconscious mind i get how it works i get i understand the science and you want people to realize i understand the quantum field i understand all of that and i think sometimes my branding comes off as like this really fun light airy girl who likes to meditate and is into woo woo things that to me they're not woo woo because there's so much freaking science that backs it up so that sometimes gets me blocked where I want really people to, I guess in a sense, take me seriously, but like my personality is light and fun. Yeah. So I don't know how <laughs> to like all of a sudden be like, but like I can, you know what I mean? And, and, and that's like my new thing is like really stepping into. So people understand full, the full capacity of me and my work versus just the surface layer of like a girl who like threw a festival and was like really fun and light. Like, no, like I will mind hack you and you will be a whole entire new person. 
person, not even a new person, who you actually are. Because Drop all of the lies, all of the delusions about yourself that's holding you back and finally shine and walk out of here after our session together with your DNA changed. Like, I promise you, you will be a different person. You will not be afraid to shine. You won't be afraid to speak on stages. You will not be like you won't be lonely you won't be sad you won't be depressed you'll actually be all the truth of what you are which is like joy radiant capable passionate and badass that's so beautiful (laughs) have you ever had like a client that you or like just anybody that has come up to you like how you said the testimony the testimonial Mm -hmm. have you ever seen like a significant change from one person specifically like oh yes yeah a lot of that stuff is confidential I'll share one story with you, which will always stay with me. A lot of people have changed. They've moved to the city they always wanted to. They, you know, got over um, the mental plague of a divorce or they've finally became a coach themselves. But one story, which will always like I get like teary eyed just thinking about it is this woman who I, I wasn't even fully coaching her. I just led her through a meditation at, at a at a mastermind. I was part of and Mm -hmm. she had the biggest revelation and she wrote me and she was like the day of the mastermind was the anniversary of my son's death oh wow yeah and he died from gun violence and i always she said she always she always felt like it was partially her fault because that day the whole family had planned to take family portrait um and do like we go have a photographer and all the things and um for some reason she changed the time in the day um because i think her husband wasn't feeling well so they changed the time in the day and so that night instead of being with the family her son went out and you know through gang violence he was you know he, he was shot and killed and so that stayed with her and she always felt like so guilty about that and through the meditation, it being that anniversary, obviously that came up. Yeah. And she said that through the meditation, she finally got to feel her son again. And he said, I'm okay, mom. Like, please just go after oh, your wow. dreams. That's like, that gives me chills whenever I hear things like that. Yeah. So like, that is like, like, you know, and I know it's not even like I don't even take credit for that. Like it's I'm just mm-hmm. a vessel and like that's truly like something way beyond us. But like that is what I do. It It's those stories, honestly, like those yeah. stories are so precious. Mm-hmm. And I love hearing that because some people need to state it, need to say it out loud. But other people don't want to listen. Yeah. So some people just want to talk about it, you know. Facts. And as we just get it off your chest, it's like, you know, it feels so it feels so good. Totally. I used to, when I used to work in retail, like um, um, there'd be a lot of just like old elderly customers. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why people find it difficult to like listen to like stories, but um, she just wanted to state like her life and she started crying in front of me. and i'm just like no it's okay like she's just like i'm sorry like i know you have to do something you probably don't want to be here i'm like no it's fine i'm just like it's okay like if you need to get off your chest like say it you know wow like you got to express yourself somehow oh you were an angel for her yeah and and like obviously like how you said like i don't want to take credit for like it's just like i happen to be in the right place at the right time but like it it's just nice that i know i have that story with me because it stays with me you know too like things like that like they stay with you they impact you I still like I don't really remember her like 
as like a face or something like that. Like I don't remember how exactly she looks like because this was years ago. Right. But I remember the feeling, you know. Yeah. And that's what that's what really matters, you that's know. It's beautiful. Let me take a quick pause. Okay. Before you get into like a crazier thought. <laughs> <laughs> you know my style now. <laughs> All right. So before you mentioned that there's a science behind what you do. Right. Um. I I know there's a lot to it. But I guess for let's just pick meditation. Okay. Why is there? Why is it good for you? Like scientifically. Okay, so scientifically, why it's good for you is because meditation is a stress relieving tool, and when we are stressed, there's more people that go to the doctors now, and the doctor says you're just stressed out. There's so many diseases because you're at you're at dis ease. You're not at ease, and stress makes us sick obviously our immune system goes down when we're when we're stressed out our um just like our will to be part of a community goes down um we don't sleep very well our sex drives goes down our creativity goes down our productivity goes down our focus goes down like all these things impact us and for me the biggest thing is like really like obviously your overall health but like yeah. the biggest science thing is like your physical health and so when you learn to meditate because you're um, releasing stress and stress is leaving your body through your nervous system because you're actually giving your your mind and your body a chance to kind of like, I guess you could say, recalibrate and detoxify the stress out that it actually because you're, the stress is leaving you. Now you are more focused, more productive. Your body's functioning. Your immune better. system goes up. Yeah, it's just science. And and then like on a, on like a brainwave state you enter a, a level of consciousness, a level of your brainwave state where you you are less, where you, when I was talking about the void, you know, you yeah. enter that level of consciousness, you enter that level of brainwaves that allows you to realize that the shit you're stressing about doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It like eliminates all like. Yeah. And it's crap. like this sweet spot where you can start to influence your mind and rewire your brain, which is a lot of the work that I do. So you're entering that theta state, the same theta state that you were in when you were seven. You're entering that. And it's like, you know, when you, we do this all the time because we go to sleep every night. Yeah. We're entering different levels of brain waves and different levels of consciousness. And you know when like you're in that sweet spot of like you're really tired and you're like sleeping, but, yeah, you're, yeah, not yeah, so, yeah. but you're also awake. Like that right there, that's like the that's like the point where we go when we're in a meditation and that's the point when we're most influential to our own selves. So whatever thoughts you have before you go to sleep and whatever thoughts you have when you first wake up are so important. That's why sometimes people, you have weird dreams. If like you just saw your ex on Instagram and then you go to sleep and then you had a weird dream with her and it, it's just because, like well, that. because you just programmed it in that sweet prime, like prime pocket of your brainwave. And now you remember it. And now and you now remember it's like it. Influencing whatever you're doing that day. Yeah. Like either puts you in a good mood or puts you in a bad mood. So it's just like. Exactly. It's like breathing techniques. Like people, people like um, don't give breathing techniques techniques enough credit i mean that's literally putting more oxygen into your system so it's just naturally it's going to be better for you you know yeah like, there's a reason why people train on the mountains to kind of like like um stress their, their oxygen levels and stuff and when they're actually performing like on regular sea level yeah they're performing at a superior level yeah so just things like that it's just such a good example it just makes sense i feel like it makes sense 
So, um, as far as like the last thing I want to talk about, what advice would you give to people getting into like first starting meditation, first getting into like their spirituality state? Because there's a lot of people that want to get into it, they probably don't know how. Come to Montclair Zen Studio. <laughs> <laughs> That's my piece of advice. Are you in New Jersey? Come to Montclair Zen Studio. Legit. Like, that is like the answer. Uh, you need a teacher. You need someone to guide you. You could do it on YouTube. You could try to do it on your own. Chances but, are you're, yeah. gonna, you're not going to know how to and you're going to fail. You feel like you're a failure. You're not going to do it anymore. I make it very easy for you to do it. I'm like, I'm chill. <laughs> you know it's what it's I like mean? learning anything. Like, like, I feel like this like meditation and like learning how to like access your mind like that. It's almost like sports. I think there's a lot of meditation out there teachings and things that talk about how you need to clear your mind in order to meditate mm -hmm. you do not need to clear your mind in order to meditate this is why my meditation uh teaching and style is very different because you're actively thinking the entire time with me just tapping into your imagination um that is so important i think there's this thing where it's just like just listen to your breath and be mindful of your breath and breathe in and breathe out that is the hardest way to start a meditation. I'm sorry. Like, I don't know why that's like the intro. Yeah. That is expert level. To give that to someone who's just starting out, no wonder everyone feels like they're failing. It's basically like... themselves about overthinking. Yeah, it's like you're basically telling someone to like sit down and think your thoughts because no one is thinking <laughs> about their breath. And of course they're going to fail. So I think that's like my biggest like key lesson for everyone is that you don't have to clear your mind in order to meditate you're gonna have thoughts it's okay find a meditation that works for you there's so many different ones out there the best one um to begin with is tapping into your heart being grateful um just like seeing uh like whatever you're grateful for like seeing it and feeling it and tapping into your heart is the best meditation to do when you're starting out um and legitimately like follow me on instagram so i can help you more i've been seeing your posts and they are helpful like when you post your Thanks. stories i yeah. like listening to them thank you I, I feel like it's valuable and you do break it down when it comes to that and just knowing yes. and just knowing the science behind Sweet. it <laughs> just cool. knowing the science behind it like it's it just it's nice yeah and i you you have a positive attitude like how i could tell like you're very mm -hmm. outgoing have you always been like that no i used to be depressed as shit mm. <laughs> i was gonna ask because you used to listen to all those like emo music and stuff yeah so so sad wait how how did you how did you change that there's a reason why i got into this <laughs> um I think when you don't listen to your soul's calling and yeah. you don't listen to yourself, you will be depressed because you're pressing yourself down. That's what I think. Um, and I think it's a choice and I think it's easy for me to get back into that, that, mm -hmm. that, that state of sadness and depression and feeling like, Oh, no one gets me. And like, it's really easy for me to get there. And <laughs> I have to choose again. I have to choose to like go outside and go for a walk or like, you know, if I notice that I'm moody, like I have to change my state. I have to go. I have to dance. I have to go outside. I have to do something to shake, literally shake me out of it. Um, do you remember the first yeah. time or well, the first time you actually started feeling a lot more grateful when it comes to like getting into everything like this? Um, 
I think it's interesting because like even like as humans, like throughout the day, your mood can change so fast, like yeah. in an instant, you know? And I think that's um, a beautiful thing to remember is that you might be sad or feel lonely right now, but in an instant you can change. Yeah, you can. Super interesting how that works, right? Yeah. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it's a bit depressing. <laughs> but um, Monica, I appreciate you. Let everyone know where to follow you. Okay, so my Instagram handle, which is the best and most fun way to follow both of you, both uh, like whoever's listening to this, I want to follow you. I want to hear your stories and connect and answer your questions and just be friends. So my Instagram handle is at it's Monica Adams, I-T-S-M-O-N-I-C-A-A-D-A-M-S. It's Monica Adams. And um, yeah, follow me there. And then Twitter? you can follow. I don't have Twitter. You should make Twitter. Should I? Might, yeah, might as well. I think it, I do have a Twitter. I just like it's probably. Like yeah, who knows what's up there? <laughs> um, bunch of emo music videos. Who knows what's up there? Your no. MySpace. Tell me when your MySpace. <laughs> Um, and if you are interested in joining the studio, it's super affordable. It's super fun. It's super millennial. It's not this corporate wellness, like hoo-ha. It's like approachable. So that's MontclairZenStudio.com. What's the address for the Montclair? It's 377 Bloomfield Ave in Montclair. It's right across the street from the Wellmont Theater. It's such a nice area too. Thank so, you. So it's like a perfect location for it to I'm happen. seriously so thrilled. And like this is a dream come true and it's going to be the seed for everyone's dreams to come true because I'm just going to teach you how to manifest your dreams. So I'm so excited. I see big things for it. Like especially the area the way it's set up. It's going to be wildly successful and I want everyone to be a part of that success cuz it's going to be so much fun. Yeah, it's going to light up the world. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have YouTube anything? No, I need your help. Maybe we could talk about that afterwards. Yeah, we'll about I need that. some help with my videos because I have so many ideas that need to um, exist. So, Monica. Elvis, thank, thank you. you so much. This is so much fun. I appreciate you. Thank um, you, listeners. I hope this is valuable. It was. It was. I, I really got to re-listen to it again just to even process everything because I feel like I'm still processing like everything <laughs> that was talked about. Yeah. Um, but this is Elvis, a.k.a. Elvis Likes Photos. Same thing on any and everything. Um. Except Twitter. For some reason, Twitter doesn't fit the extra S in photos. Uh, so just photo. Okay. I don't know why, but um, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Monica, you're awesome. You're awesome. Thank you again. Ciao. Uh, how do you feel? This is so cool. I really like having a microphone like this. Did it bother me? But because right. I, I feel like it's normal for me to carry tissues around at this point. Mm. Yeah. And then people look at me, they're like, why do you always carry tissues? I'm like, what do you mean? Like, this is normal, right? <laughs> like, this is normal, isn't it? You're like a mom. <laughs> <laughs> tissues are dumb, like mom always had. And coupons to Bed Bath & Beyond. Oh, my God. That's like actually, what moms actually, actually always my, have. My bag is full of coupons from Bed Bath. Really? Yeah. You're a mom. I have it, I have it in my car, actually. <laughs> oh, is you are a mom? Well, well that's because.